everybody, and welcome to The Real Estate Show. And I am here with the amazing, the incredible Judy Steenland. And I am so excited to share this platform with you because you have so much to bring to people, Judy. Well, thanks, Sharice. So much experience. We have so many stories happening. I cannot wait to dive into our real life war stories, like as we're going through. That's right. There's lots to share because we are in, we are working around the clock right now. Yes. It's funny because it got a little bit slower. It's like, and then boom, it's accelerated again. Yes. So we're just, we're in the middle of the fire, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the fire. It's exciting. And uh, I would like to just start off with a little bit of stats because um, in a previous podcast, I was predicting that we were going to hit over that $500,000 mark for the average home price for June. So we do have, according to PPAR, our June statistics for El Paso County. And we have indeed exceeded the $500,000 mark for the average price of a home. Yeah. That's Five. incredible. It is incredible. 502,961 to be exact. It's up 25% from a year ago. It's 47.5% less active supply of homes than a year ago. And the inventory right now, well, according to June, it was 0.4 months supply. So that's around 12 days supply of inventory, which is down about 6% from last year. So people are thinking, is this going to get, how is it going to work? Well, I mean, one thing that I think you and I both know, because I know that you're spending a lot more time showing houses because there's actually more homes to see right now. There are, yeah. So we do have more inventory, which is uh, a good thing in the sense of finally buyers actually have more than one home to choose from. Or if they've lost their home, something is going to come up. So like right now we have 617 active listings that are single family homes in El Paso County. So there's more supply, but it doesn't mean that prices are dropping. It means that, you know, when there were maybe 10 offers on a property, it may be like one of our listings, we had one offer over the weekend, but another one, we had nine. Right. And I had 53 calls on that one particular home uh, on Saturday alone. I was fielding 53 calls. Right. I could not get out of my robe. It was so embarrassing. The <laughs> phone started right. at like 6 something a.m. And I'm like, what happened? You yeah. know? Yeah. So. Well, and I think too, because I've been working with um, several buyers, um, the idea that we actually had a tour, an actual tour of homes to go see was very different than what we've experienced in the last several months where it's like one hits the market, we go see that one or we FaceTime through that. Well, it was great for them because they just happened to be in town. We've been FaceTime, uh, FaceTiming through all of these single homes that hit the market. We had six homes to go see. No and way. And that was exciting. That's like a, that's full on, That's Judy. full on. But <laughs> I will say that their top choices, um, well, their very first top choice, we made an offer on it right away. Um, we were still competing and they went, I can't remember the um, list to sell price ratio, but I mean, 
if it tells you anything, we went over $70,000 of list price and we did not get the home. Wow. Yeah. And wow. and that they were fine with it because that truly was their best offer. Mm-hmm. And now those are the discussions we're having going into it. What is your best offer and what are you going to be okay um, offering and then walking away from if you don't get it? That's right. And they had peace about it. And those so are, that was fine. Th- that's a paramount question to ask. Yeah. What's your best offer? Not what do you want to reoffer? Like, or if you don't get it, can you reoffer? There's no reoffering people. Right, right. <laughs> you have to just yeah. Highest and best is make it the best, and um, don't feel bad about it when if if you don't get it because mm-hmm. we are there will be another house. There are more houses. It yes. might not be right this second, but there are more houses coming. And so if we can be patient and wait for the right one it'll be worth it in the end. But, you know, again, staying in it and not being fatigued and disheartened. Yes. Um, because, you know, we've made five offers with these clients, but I had an agent tell me that their clients made 18 offers on a ha- on different homes. I totally believe that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, part of it, and we've talked about it before, but um, according to a NAR article, it looks like a third of the market on, this is a national level, the buyers are cash. Yeah. So well, and going to that uh, point, our offer was better than the offer that was accepted because of the cash um, part of it. And and the reason why, and people are always asking. I I can't believe um, how many questions I had on this over the weekend as we were getting offers for the home that was the never ending calls. Right. Um, but people just. The, the question is, why is cash so much better? Well, mm. you avoid the, a few contingencies. Right. So what do you avoid, Judy? Well, you avoid appraisals. You avoid mm-hmm. cash shortages. I mean, and then there's a lot less. I mean, and the loan. Well, the loan. The whole loan deadline. But also, a lot of cash buyers, well, even buyers with loans now, I mean, completely waiving inspections. Like, that's that was unheard of in a traditional market. But waiving property inspections. So that the listing I'm particularly talking about mm-hmm. that I got all those calls on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We collected offers. We ended up escalating over seventeen percent. Yeah, on that particular one, and a cash buyer did win, but mm-hmm. they were not. <clears throat> they were not a conglomerate company. They were an actual cash buyer. But the interesting thing about this buyer, the buyer themselves did not have the cash. They were working with a company that is doing their loan. And this company actually is working with them and doing they're making the cash offer on behalf of their buyer. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some interesting things coming out that when you have the right agent and you know how to access this information, I was very impressed actually with this program and how the buyer was able to make a cash offer. I think that's super creative and I think we're going to be seeing more of that Mm -hmm. and I think that there should be an awareness of that for the type of especially in certain price points Mm -hmm. where we're not talking one or two offers we're talking five yeah or when you've made 18 offers you're you're willing to get creative it's like what's our advantage well they're actually I'm I'm so excited to know there are some options out there yeah that it may not be right for everybody and of course you have to get very vetted from these companies and you also have to agree to their terms but this one particular company i thought was pretty incredible in what they were offering and then they permanently finance the buyer and uh it did not look like they had any escalated fees or 
rates uh, that were higher. Yeah. Um, so it's the way for this company to be competitive and to get the loan in the end. That's right. their end game is to get the loan, um, not to become the cash investor for the buyer. Yeah. It just in two weeks, it becomes the buyer's home based on a regular loan. And it's win, 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 really, for the lender, the buyer, and the sellers. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we could talk another five or ten minutes about that process, but I think we can move on to some other relevant things that are happening right now because so much is happening. So much is happening. And I want to go back to that listing that um, you were just talking about because I did talk to one of the um, buyers that called in um, on that, on one of our our call-in lines. Yeah. he sounded desperate and he's been in the market making offers and his plea was just tell me what to offer. (laughs) (laughs) I think we talked about that. Right. He just wanted to know what to offer. And I, you know, but he was being represented by another agent. And I said, you know, in my mind, I just wanted to say opening the door is the, the smallest part of what we do. Opening the door to the house, the coaching and walking them through a good offer um, and the he, elements of a good offer. And you weren't his agent. He and I wanted yes, you to tell him. That's and, right. And I told him I'd be happy to coach him through that if I were his agent. But that wasn't my role in that in, he, in that place. So what's the other side of the story? Did he have an agent? He did. But he did not. <laughs> but he said he did not feel like he was getting good representation but yet he was under contract with this agent. Right. So it's it's a tough situation. And a lot um, of times it's not the other agent's fault that, you know, it's it's just people there is a real thing out there. It's called buyer fatigue. Yes. Yes. And so I think he was you know, he was like just just tell me what the <laughs> tell me the number. Just let it be over. And yeah. the funny thing from my perspective as the listing agent, I can't do that A, B um, you know, the thing is, it's that that number was literally moving every maybe 15 to 20 minutes That's as right. I was getting calls or and um, and then that number continues to change when the offers come in and the escalations change the right. value. There's so many variables yes. in the offers and the, the 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 differences in the escalation. So it is it's it's a lot to navigate. It's a lot, but we sure, I mean, the good thing is just being able to do that for our clients and yeah. helping them. And and there's a lot to that selection process for yeah. a seller. And you're right, Judy, like you mentioned, the buyer you were representing, that seller didn't take the highest offer because it was a loan. So there, we just, we always have to counsel our clients on what can happen, the risks of what they're trying to do and the benefits. That's being, an agent guides people in the risks and the benefits of a transaction. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the strongest things that we can do for our clients. And I think that um, when that buyers are in such a panic that they just call and they want to see a house, they want to see a house, and they just want to go see the house. Yes. But that upfront consultation, those those questions that we're going through and talking through, and then for us to be able to remind them because they might get caught up in that buying um, yeah. frenzy, right? We get caught uh, yeah, up. Yeah, it's in like it. an eBay auction. It, it, okay, it five more dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ten thousand more dollars. Yeah. And just reminding them, okay, guys, this is our budget. This is where you're. you're your loan is this is how much extra cash exactly. this means and exactly. so having those um, important conversations is part of the value that we're bringing we're reminding them and keeping them within their guidelines we could talk about this for so much longer but we have to cut it off right now but judy 
this is an important discussion. Yeah. And I'm having so much fun. So why don't we wrap it up for today and thank everybody for listening. We are so excited to continue to share our experiences and hopefully it will accelerate your knowledge in the real estate world. And we just want to help be your guide as you go through and try to navigate in this this real estate world uh, just to share what we're seeing out there. It means a lot. So yeah, thank you, everybody. Thanks, Sharice. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>